This episode of the Kill by Kill podcast is brought to you by the underwater horror film, The Deep House, which is now available on digital and on demand. When a young couple sets out to explore a mysterious house at the bottom of a lake, they discover a sinister presence. Can they escape this underwater house of horrors before it's too late? We'll find out in one of the most interesting flips on the haunted house genre that you've seen in a while. Believe me, I've seen it, loved it. You can buy or rent The Deep House today. It's unrated and from Paramount Pictures. And even better, you can win your own link to see The Deep House on us. Be one of the first five people to email us at killbykillpod at gmail.com with The Deep House in the subject line, and you'll get your own link to check out this breathtaking new horror film. That's killbykillpod at gmail.com with Deep House in the subject line for your chance to win. And now, let the body count continue. about 1983's A Night in Heaven for some fucking reason on Kill by Kill After Dark. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. Your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from outside Cape Canaveral, close to Orlando, some sexy part of Florida. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, After Dark Edition, where we usually talk about uh, we usually talk about an erotic thriller, uh, and this time we're talking about an an. an well, it was shot on film. Um, it's called A Night in Heaven. It's from 1983. It stars one of the kids from Blue Lagoon. It's real interesting, I think. Well, not really. Anyways, there's only one person I trust to discuss this film with me. It's the person who suggested it. It's her fault this time. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Uh, before we uh, we go on, I just want to say something. Sure, sure. Why not? Patrick, my my dear friend, mm-hmm. I, I owe you an apology. <laughs> This movie is terrible. It truly, truly um, is. I, you know, I had assumed that it was going to be different in some mm-hmm. way than how mm-hmm. it actually turned out to be. <laughs> I, uh, I think everyone involved thought it would be different than how it turned out. That everyone seems very surprised at the movie that it actually is. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be much of a thriller. I mean, I knew nobody was going to get killed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not at all erotic. <laughs> uh, not unless you really enjoy seeing not terribly attractive men in, in very tiny undergarments. Christopher Ankins is many things, but I, I don't know a hunk is what I would put him in the category of. I mean, I think as a teenage protagonist, he would be quote unquote dreamy. But here, he seems entirely out of his element as someone who's supposed to, like, ooze sex, and he jump, just comes off like a community college sex pest. Yeah, he, he. it's kind of funny when you look at people complaining about who the the current, you know, teen idols are. I, mm-hmm. I, I you know, Obviously, I don't really keep up on that kind of thing anymore. I know a lot of them are uh, Korean boy bands, so that's why. They're super pretty. Yeah. Um, but you've got, you know, your, your Timothy Chalamet's mm-hmm. and, you know, people complain about how, you know, he's very skinny and very boyish and, and I think you just got to go back to, to, you know, the early eighties to see your skinny and boyish teen idols. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he just, uh, his, his hair is just, just, it's not like Justin Bieber. It doesn't know where it wants to go and stay there. 
it, it's just a mound that's matted to his head. He's playing a guy who's trying to support his mother, who's who runs a hotel diner, and his sister is moving off to marry her ex-boyfriend who's in prison. It's a day in a lot. It's like seven days in the life of people you never want to know any information about. Is well, here's here's is. the here's the wild thing about this movie. Um, did you catch the uh, the credits of the uh, the filmmakers behind this? Oh, you, oh, you mean the Oscar winners who are behind this motion yeah. picture? Yes, I did. Yeah, director yeah, it, John John G. Abelson of Rocky and the Karate Kid. And then you've got Joan Tewksbury of a little film called Nashville. Yes. And McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Like she is no, you know, she's not, you know, being wheeled off the turnip truck here. Like these are people who have kind of blank checks in a certain way. If if we were to steal another uh, podcast bit and the way they cash it in is on this movie which starts with three full minutes of a 48-year-old man on a recumbent bike. <laughs> that, well, that's yeah. how it's going to tune you up for what's happening for the next 80 minutes. I can blame John G. Adelson for why a lot of this movie doesn't work because these actors are not being directed very yeah. well. Yeah. Um the the sound design is terrible. Everybody's shouting. Everybody is you know talking over road noises. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it feels like it is filmed you know kind of live, where like they don't bother clearing the area before they 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 do the 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 shoot. Yeah, uh, I don't really hold Joan Tewksbury all that responsible because this does not feel like the script that she handed in. This feels like she handed in a script and someone went through and said, what's this about? Male strippers? All right, well, let's tear out the rest of the here. Let's just tear out these random pages and focus predominantly on the male stripping part of it. And yet I feel like not enough time is spent on male stripping. And we get shot after shot of real time people walking to their car, walking down a hotel uh hallway and outside opening their umbrella and you're like are you getting are are you just filling out time like i can believe someone can make it from a room to their car without seeing it and yet john hamilton is like no 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 i need to capture all the verisimilitude of what is being seen here like no you can cut all this shit at one point Someone, the the husband walks into his kitchen and it's at such an impossibly low angle. It looks like he, I don't know, lives with the penguin and <laughs> it, you just watch him walk in and put boxes on a, on a table. And you're like, the fuck? This is supposed to be a movie. What is happening? And it just goes on and on and on with cameras affixed to tripods and people just walk away from it and go, just like try a scene or something and we'll be, we'll look at it after lunch. Yeah. This is a movie that is trying at various times to be a, a domestic drama about a couple who has been married for a while. And for whatever reason, it's never explored. Like the, the romance has gone out of their relationship. It's the classic. Yeah. I've got a hot wife. I don't want to fuck her for some reason. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and then, she hooks up with her her uh, her college age one of her students. She's a college teacher. Yeah, they have a fling, and for some reason, this drives the husband to even just the mere act of meeting this kid before they even slept together. <laughs> the the husband is just so like oh shit, and goes out and buys a gun, <laughs> which lends the question. How many people has he met in his life where his next reaction is, I got to get out to the gun range and start shooting things because it seems like it's all the time. I I think the whole idea is that again, this is just, this is a a, a issue of poor directing and poor acting on Chris Mm -hmm. Bracken's part Sure, is I think that this character, uh, Ricky, uh, his stripper name is Ricky rocket. 
Um, <laughs> I love when she accidentally calls him that when introducing him to the uh, to to her, to her husband. Right. Yeah. Um, He's basically supposed to be like just walking sex, like like <laughs> you know he just walks by any woman and and she just goes all a Twitter. She just yeah. you know doesn't know how to, and then like to the point where like other men are threatened by him. Yes, that he just got so I guess he just got like you know just pheromones, just you know you know, surrounding him like a like a tornado. And <laughs> as soon as you know any other man sees him, like oh that guy's trouble, he's gonna try to steal my wife. I better get a gun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's so much of this is undeveloped, and again, like I mean, Chris Rackets, I mean, in a very generic way, he's attractive yeah it, listen he he's in this movie um it's not like he's ugly he's perfectly acceptable but what the movie needs is that magic mike element right of a guy appearing on screen and whether no matter who you are or which way your sexuality bends you look at him and go well i get it that guy's fucking hot. You need that, and, or if you're or, or if you're going back to, or if you're going to go back to the early eighties, you need like a Mickey Rourke type. Yeah, like yeah, someone right. who just seems dangerous, and there's 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 nothing dangerous about him. He 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 looks like he's about seventeen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't have a hair on his chest to spare for anyone. No, you know he's not a particularly sexy dancer. Mostly he he just stands there while while the customers grope him, which is something I don't think is ever a thing that's, that was ever allowed in real life strip clubs at any point. But these aren't even actual strip clubs. This is like a wandering circus it's a show. Tra- it's, from- a traveling, it's a traveling strip show. <laughs> that doesn't even retain a single MC. And like, I was like straining after watching it going, what are we going to choose our own? And I think it's, we have to decide if we were going to strip in front of a crowd, which MC do you want to supposedly hype you up? They were all the guy terrible. in the top hat who has Alice Cooper makeup on or the country guy who looks like the valet for the undertaker in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, both of them have very unique uh, ways. They of never shut up. To they, give up they're cash. But, oh, my God, it, it's just truly, truly bizarre. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, it's, the, the, they all have this kind of, the, you know, you ever listened to the, uh, the Paul Stanley hour-long stage banter? I Super made it cut. about 15 minutes into it before I had to show it off. It's a, it's a lot like that, like, you want to see him get naked? <laughs> it's like, yes, this is a strip club, you know I mean? <laughs> That, no, so I, I want to I see him play the accordion. <laughs> That's what I paid my five bucks to do. That's why I'm downing this watered-down uh, rum and coke, because but I, I want to see them wander Christ. out aimlessly in, half, in, in a button-down shirt and a tie without pants on and do a marching band version of nine to five. With, and then, cha- with, like, with like, they're just, like, moving stools around. Right. Yes, they're like doing crisscross applesauce on the floor. You're like, is this sexy? Is this a fantasy that any woman has ever had? It just doesn't feel like it. But you've got like these, this audience of like thirsty middle-aged broads who I guess none of them have have gotten laid in the past decade because they're just shrieking. One woman faints. Because this guy just standing in front of her in these little tiny red sequin G string and like like you know Leslie Ann Warren she looks flustered like oh, and, emb- and embarrassed like you know like most people would be at these kinds of things. And you can tell if she's flustered and embarrassed by what she's seen or the fact that she's accepted this movie role. I, I can't tell. <laughs> She has made a lot of not good movies. I mean, and she kind of plays. She kind of plays the same character in all of them. Like, like someone who gets involved sexually with someone she should not get involved with. I, I think the the main thing that's really outside of this is Clue, because in Clue, like she is complete. She completely owns every space that she's in, and she doesn't take any bullshit. And when she's flustered, it's by like dead bodies dropping on the floor. Like 
that's understandable. But here, she doesn't quite reach the levels of the color of night, but she's on the edge of the... Yeah, just like, what, what, you're looking at me? Oh my God, you're looking at me, what? (laughs) I just, it is, it would be one thing if you saw one or two shots of it, but 20 is a bit much. I've also never seen someone outside of my theater troupe in community college see a woman wander around with a rose betwixt her breasts. That is not something people do. Well, I mean, maybe if you're at like a Renaissance fair or something. Again, the community college theater and a Renaissance fair, those are on the same plane. That's true. That 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 is true. They're 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 not opposites on anything. They're so on so the same should we end. try to explain the the quote unquote plot of this because there 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 seemed like there was one at some point, and then they decided, well, the people are going to come see the you know, the pretty boys you know dancing in their undies. So let's focus more on this. I guess. I mean, we we start with improbably. <laughs> <laughs> in a move uh, I found bizarre beyond any measure of Whitney Hanlon played by Robert Logan, a guy I've never seen before. And I hope I never see after he looks like he has to shave every 15 minutes. Yeah. His, uh, he, his character is pretty much a psychopath, but they, the movie <laughs> just does not address this and gives him a happy no. ending. It's like he's a normal person, whereas all of his actions denote someone who is very abnormal. He works for NASA or something at Cape Canaveral, and for three plus minutes, we watch him bike home on a recumbent bike for, to Brian Adams' heaven. I was going to say, which, if you if you, you want to know where Brian Adams' heaven came from, congratulations, it's this movie. Yeah, believe it or not, here it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, they get two notable songs from the soundtrack are Heaven, which is the version that would become a radio hit. Mm-hmm. And then you've got an early version of the song Obsession, which would become a, a not till a couple of years later and then kind of redone it. It sounds pretty similar. Yeah, I didn't know that Animotion, I guess they recorded that song and then someone else did it. And they're like, well, that was terrible. Let's do it our way. And it became a hit. <laughs> Yeah, a, a little fun, fun aside about that song. Um, it, it's catchy. It's 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 yeah. a you know it's, it's a nice slab of eighties cheese. I enjoy sure. it. But um, the, the the best thing about it though is there is a there is a Animotion greatest hits album, and, <laughs> and somehow it is not that twelve times. <laughs> I- I agree with you. I felt the same way when I once found a, a cassette tape of the very best of the Blow Monkeys. And I'm like, <laughs> how can you, they've had one album. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think there's also like a Tony Basil's Greatest Hits album. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, they, all, all these groups that we've mentioned have more hit songs than we do combined. That being said, like, that's a cash grab. Like, you you're just trying to like clear right off your ledger by releasing that. So anyways, he uh, works there. He does not like hanging out with his wife who is played by Leslie Ann Warren. Her, her name is Faye here and she looks every inch of it. Every color she has is buttoned absolutely to her nose. It's- yeah. They're, they're trying that, 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 you know, she's very prim thing, which it's always weird to me. Now you being you and I being the same age and yeah. that, that is you know middle aged, mm-hmm. is it weird for you to kind of see how people your age now were portrayed like thirty or forty years ago? Yeah. How they're all like very boring and you know the you know the husband doesn't want anything more to do with his wife that way. The wife is walking around with you know the, the shirts buttoned up to her eyeballs. Yeah. And they always seem so much older. And it's then you're so like, old fashioned, yeah. and then you're like, oh, wait, no, they're supposed to be my age. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is mystifying. Um, and some of it is fashion. Some of it is like we didn't grow up smoking like chip chimneys. I think that that's part of it. Well, it's, too. Not even, it's not even how they look. It's just they're they're. 
their demeanor. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they are the way they are. Like it, there are loveless marriages in this world. Yeah, they, there's, there's no there's no exploration. Like all we get, he he eventually loses his job because he apparently they're going to switch it to weapons making. And, I guess and, and so, he yes. did not, you know, that went against his personal beliefs, which, which fine, but that's, that's just dropped immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just sort of, you know, assumed that their, their marriage is in trouble. That's never explored. Well, it's explored in that he pulls out a model of a rocket and it can't stand upright. So, <laughs> I mean, that, I, you don't have to say it if you show me with a rocket, Gina. <laughs> It's so subtle. But, you know, there's no talk of seeing, you know, going into, you know, marriage therapy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if, you know, but again, this also does not make his extremely abnormal reaction <laughs> to merely meeting his, his, one of his wife's students. Yeah. And then, and I, then finding out that apparently he's stripping his way through college. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, I see what's going mm, on here. Got to get out to the gun range. It's time. Time to kill. <laughs> time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And again, it's like, yeah, oh, of course he's going to react like this. And it's like, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... yeah, it, it is not, you know, okay. It, it, it is a bad thing when your spouse is, is unfaithful to you. Right. But you are not making the situation worse by exacting violence against the person that your spouse was unfaithful, unfaithful to you with. Yeah. Not only is this guy shown multiple times, like cleaning his gun, using his gun, like this has got Ricky rocket written all over it, but he also meets this uh, old, you know, neighborhood uh, friend, uh, out and about when he's trying to get his dry cleaning and he can't, you know what that means. I think we all do when you can't get your dry cleaning. <laughs> it, happens, it happens to all of us. It yeah. happens to all of us. And he, um, they then go back to her house and are examining her child's space drawings on the bed, lounging about. And it's heavily implied that they fuck. And I'm, I'm asking you, Gina, which is the worst sin here? Uh, uh, is it, her having basically anonymous sex with a guy who probably will leave Orlando in the next five minutes or him fucking someone they both know. And I say it's him. Yeah, it he is. He is, is weirder. Him. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you, 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 you can't get it up for your wife who looks like Leslie Ann Warren, but you, <laughs> right. but you, but you, you can for your anonymous neighbor lady. Yeah. But I guess, I guess the idea is he's, he's just so distraught by, you know, the idea, which he has no proof of yet, mind you, that, that she's sleeping with another guy that he just runs off and sleeps with another woman. And yet he was seen in an elevator that goes up and down, Gina, up (laughs) and down. And yet at the end of the movie, after he leaves Ricky to die, apparently, (laughs) And we have to assume he's dead. <laughs> like you know, just left him, left him nude on a sinking boat <laughs> in the middle of the water. They're like, they have a moment and they look yeah. like they're going to work. These kids are going to work things out. And it's like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Is that good? Is it bad? Why is it happening? Like, because, because that seems like a, a, a murder suicide about to happen. <laughs> Do not get back together with the, with the, I mean, I know he didn't tell her, of course he didn't, mm-hmm. but do not get back together with the, the spouse that threatens your lover with a gun. Right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Faye's sister shows up in town. She's got some, there's some kind of plot involving her that I couldn't figure out what was going on with that. Like she's getting divorced or something and, and. I, I couldn't quite follow what, what was happening there, but that's like a third plot that they barely yeah, pick up. That, that somehow the sister, their marriage is on the rocks. Like they're, they're not having sex. They're not really connecting in any way. They can't even talk. And she's like, well, I got to go to Orlando and get some dick. And so <laughs> she can basically uses uh, Leslie Ann Warren as a shield to allow her to have sex with a guy. And then she's, the husband calls and says, Hey, the kid's sick. And she's like, well, Larry doesn't know what to do with a sick child. It's like, 
time for Larry to set step the fuck up. You can't handle a sick child. Fuck off. This guy sounds like a real fucking catch. And meanwhile, Leslie and Warren's character is like, you got to get back together with this guy. Here's some perfume. Make sure you have sex with him immediately. Like, why? Why do they need to stay together? Why? Why, movie? Yeah, it, it, it's... I don't know, man. This is this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a weird movie. It's, uh, it's like, just they, things that happen in random order it is basically what it is. And then at one point, they finally go to a strip club. And then you're like, all right, here we go. And it's a, a woman just like humping a guy in a Tarzan outfit out in the open and everyone's like going, yeah. I, like, I love that the, that Leslie Ann Warren and her sister and their older friends who, including one woman who has this absolutely horrific, very high pitched voice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, they're dressed like they're going to prom. Like they're all right. like, they're all wearing these like poofy dresses and, and you know, they're all done up with the hair and the makeup and mm-hmm. to go to a strip club. Yeah. It's but yeah, the, you, you, you've got these these strippers come out. You've got like women like literally doing the thing where they they like jump up and wrap their legs around them, yeah. like 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 remember in a Rocky Horror Picture Show when yeah. they. <laughs> or every time the Bachelor appears, and then there's this onslaught of twenty four to thirty two year old women, and one of them starts to run, and another one starts to run to see who can jump on top of this sasquatch and put their legs around him like it's that and then um, there's like and then the music. strippers are like kissing women and like oh. grabbing their hands and putting them on their crotches and it's like you're not supposed to do that no but then again gina like we talked a little bit uh, about this on on chat like this is florida okay it's florida when i lived there briefly not only did the ant story happen um, but also the big deal in the newspaper while I was there that a local golf course was uh, busted for having tents for sex workers to surface golfers in the middle of their 18 rounds. Yeah. I know. Golf. Gross. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, that's a good bit. I just think that's a good bit. Uh to steal another bit from blank check, uh, 10 comedy points, Gina. So I don't, I wish it had spent more time actually on the Christopher Atkins level of him trying to make money as a male stripper rather than this boring fucking marriage and this boring fucking sister. It, it just, I don't care about any of these people. And yet the movie has this one character named Slick who's a redhead who just seems to follow Rick Rocket from club to club to club. Is and she like his girlfriend or like a groupie or something like that? Well, she's, she's introduced she's in that opening there. commercial as like, I'm advertising this strip club. And oh, she, is that her? That's her. That's slick. Oh, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, it's the same person. So either she is just the commercial actor for this strip club, which seemed to buy two and a half minutes worth of, you know, prime time, uh, airtime. Also, I was going to say, that, that's false advertising because why would a woman be drawn to a strip club with a, <laughs> with an advertised by another woman? With, with another yeah, woman. No, she's advertising a complete, I, I assume she is advertising uh, a, a, a strip club that men go to. It was, was the, because they, the, the actual strippers like Rick, he travels from bar to bar. They don't have a single location to go to. Or did I completely misread that? I don't know. I didn't even realize that was her. I mean, it's, it's purchased her a Corvette and that's made a big deal out of. And her, she's perfectly fine with Rick sleeping around, but still wants to sleep with Rick. Yeah, like um, I said, every everybody the, the you know the 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 core being of him as a character is, you know, women find him utterly irresistible. Yeah, and he's I can tell you he's very resistible. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, also but- it's also another sign of and again I don't I I really I'm reluctant to blame this on 
Joan Tewksbury. It's also one of those movies in which a character uh, is supposed to be, the audience is supposed to believe that they are very smart based largely on other people saying it. <laughs> yes, exactly. but they don't seem very smart as 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 a character. But everybody is you know, oh he Rick's going to go places. He's really smart, is he? Yeah. though? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem very smart. I mean, I just might remind everyone: both Rick and I have something in common. We flunked out of community college. Um. So, <laughs> but did you strip your way through it? I wish. I wish I had the body for it. I, I certainly had the. I was a better dancer. I was going to say, tell you were you actually right a good a good dancer? I mean, go uh, back in listen, time. Back Shake in time, I did Shake win a hip hop contest judged by the UNLV men's basketball team. So I, I was a mover once upon a time. I had a certain set of skills. You had, that, had those Z Cabarici pants. <laughs> exactly. The best. Listen, yeah, the chess king was my friend. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> put that image in your mind. So, uh, they, the sister lures, uh, Leslie Ann Warren to the strip club. They have this big buildup with these guys. There's also a, a, you know, a sense of, oh, let's go to the strip club. We'll get laid. It's like, they're not yeah. sex workers, you know? <laughs> no, but I think in their minds, it, there isn't a differentiation. And, with the behavior that we see on the floor, it's also not much of a differentiation. Well, that's true. I, I mean, there's definitely some hustling going on there, but that's like that's a that's a weird. I mean, why wouldn't you not, why wouldn't you just go out to like a bar or something? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, don't I, mean, I mean, I mean, the idea is you're gonna. I mean, there's there's like there's like 800 women there <laughs> and like four strippers. Yes, um, and uh, Rick Rocket comes out. <laughs> he's not like even he's, dancing. You can't even say what he does is dancing. I mean, he does fuck that pole pretty good. Um, that's uh, connected to the stairs, and then he immediately sees Leslie Ann Warren and goes about basically, in my mind, trying to embarrass her. Just like because, like not breaking eye contact for a second, which yeah, like my while God, doing I, push-ups. I died <laughs> a thousand deaths. And then at one and point, she's having a panic attack. <laughs> yes, she's clearly <laughs> caught and like like deer in the headlights. And then he goes up to her and basically puts his dick in her face, then makes eye contact with Slick and is like, what are you going to do? It's a living. And then Flintstones whistle slide down the side of a Brontosaurus. Uh, and then takes her hand and just goes consider my penis just puts it just 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 puts it right in the money like here you're not allowed to do this but if i pick up your hand and put it on my penis then suddenly it is legal i mean in florida what are you gonna do ever feel Um, one of these (laughs) have you considered the rocket i mean i've seen your husband's and it's not even put together can't even can't even fly up to the moon anymore it has to go left to right uh and that is the that is the first time he puts her hand on his penis. And the she's like, and and she, he, he kisses her, and then she spends the rest of the night just like like madly wiping at her lips, like oh god, oh. She's having PTSD from being sexually assaulted in a club full of four hundred women. And so she's just like you know, oh clean, I'm so unclean. <laughs> and then she puts on a lot of perfume and tries to have sex with her husband as if, well, I'm all horned up. I might as well use this. He's like, nope. And, but she cries. Mm. He's like, nope. <laughs> it's like, Jesus got, Christ, man. I, I don't mean, need your solace. Pull it together. If, you're, you're, if your wife is trying to have sex with you and you turn her down, she cries. Yeah. I mean, yo, you got a fucking hand. Use it, dude. You know? yeah. <laughs> really? Like you don't want insertion. Like there's plenty of other ways to get this woman off. Like she is crying because she (laughs) wants you to touch her. And you're like, nah, I'm tired. No, I mean, listen, (laughs) the aerospace industry is in, it's just falling apart, honey. I, my penis does not work. I I can't even show you the rocket I brought home. (laughs) But again, I mean, I don't think that Whitney is supposed to be the bad guy here. I think Ricky is supposed to be the bad guy. Then what, what aside from he he has he is 
really into interpersonal politics are kind of hanky. But how is he the villain necessarily? Because he's a, because he's a cad. Because uh, because he he sleeps with with uh, uh they have they have sex in the in the hotel room and that's like right. the only that's like the only sex scene you get. It's it's yeah. okay I guess. Uh, uh, Leslie Ann Warren's really trying. She's I'll way more into that. it than he is, but uh, yeah. Um, and then she leaves, and then he invites Slick over, and they have sex in the shower. And I guess I don't know if- of that hotel room she has left to make a single phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it left to mind at a certain point because Slick, once they're caught, Slick goes, I can't believe you're still doing this at your age. Have you two done this before? Hey, like, he's just had sex and she leaves and he's like, Slick, come up to the hotel room. Let's have sex in the shower. And you already know our philosophy on sex in the shower. But it's made even weirder that they think they can get away with this when she's merely out of the room for minutes and i guess i don't know because again the 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 movie does such a poor job developing any of these characters and their relationships i mean i is she supposed did she was she falling in love with him because they they don't spend a whole lot of time to alone together like no, there's, but there's I also no... don't think you expect the person you just had a fling well, with to well, no, then to... hop in the shower with this other <laughs> random broad of a hotel room they haven't paid for and just go at it. No, like, well, okay, that that's fair, but but that's I mean, a shock to the system, like, Gina. That's just not what you're expecting. Well, okay, fair. Unless that that is what that hotel is, and based on the guy who's at the front desk, he seems to know Ricky intimately. Well, you know? I, I they, think that the movie wants to you. Know, imply but is isn't, isn't quite you know it doesn't quite have the temerity to go there to imply that he might be a sex worker yeah, yeah. which if they want to do that fine sure you know why not have you know, her getting involved with a dude as a sex worker but we've seen him have you know it, the implication with the other women that he has interactions with is that he has had sex with them too and not on a for hire basis it's just what he does it's like and women just can't keep women just can't keep their hands off of him right he wakes up he puts on pants does not consider a shirt and when he does the shirts he considers should be illegal (laughs) and then he goes to community college flunk something a, a presentation he is very well prepared to give and she's like he makes a joke at the end and she's like this is all useless you made it a joke it's like well, he successfully landed a punchline. Fuck you. He should be at least get a C. But no, she flunks him out. And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's Tuesday. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for or rooting against. It is incomprehensible what the point of this motion picture is. And if it's to watch him strip, he strips once for fuck's sake. <laughs> Well, I think it was uh, it, at the time it came out. Um, male strippers were kind of a new thing. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that you know someone wanted to take a you know a serious look at this instead of <laughs> you know instead of making it look which it is you know very corny and cheesy. Yeah, but I think they you know you know, oh this is you know very adult very serious you know watching these women. You you treating these men like a piece of meat when you know, oh the oh the tables have turned and it's right and it's just like you know, all these women look very desperate very horny and and like they've never seen a man standing in front of them wearing tight pants before. Which audience would you like to spend time with, Gina? The audience from Strip to Kill, or the audience from the Night? Oh God! <laughs> well, you gotta pick one. <laughs> I You're mean, spending the night with one of these groups. The okay, I guess the audience for for a uh, night in heaven, you know, probably no one's jerking off under a table. <laughs> I mean, the noise, the, the volume level is going to be excruciating, and I'm definitely going to need some some Advil afterwards. But sure, yeah, you know, you probably get a decent like fruity beverage or something. At, at you know, where were they? Uh, because they're going to make stuff that ladies are going to want. Yeah, so I could yeah. probably get a nice pina colada or something for my sure, trouble. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, whereas the bar at a strip to kill, you know, you get your whiskey and it's like, you know, a cigarette butt in it. <laughs> True. But there is a chance I could sit near Norman Fell and I just have a conversation with Norman Fell all night. But I will say that the routines of the strippers in Strip to Kill oh, yeah. were m- far more artistic. Yes. And and, no. and you know, you know, even erotic than 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 the, the dance routines in A Night in Heaven. A thousand percent more showmanship, talent, ability. They're putting on a show and Ricky Rockets like, well, put on the fog machine. I'm going to show up backwards and then eventually <laughs> turn around. Yeah, None of these men are really co- dancing. They're kind of like, yeah. you know, wiggling their butts a little bit. And, and, you know, and, but then, you know, somebody just, you know, you know, catapults themselves from the, from the audience into them. And then, <laughs> and then the rest of them are, are the rest of their show is just them grinding up against this woman while she's trying to stick her tongue down his throat. That one woman who's essentially dropped to the floor and she, is basically she trying to pull herself up, self up by a guy's G-string. And we don't even get to see that dick. But apparently it's fantastic, but I'm not privileged enough to see it. Yeah, she she goes cross-eyed and passes out <laughs> because she's seen a naked man, a glimpse of a naked man in front of her. She's not the only one who goes cross-eyed. During the makeout scene, well, before they're actually having sex, uh, in what feels like an eternity, when Atkins and Warren kiss, she starts to go cross-eyed just from lip contact. <laughs> like you know, I kept thinking of when I was watching this. You remember the movie Bachelor Party? Sure, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the strip club, the the male strip club scene in that? <laughs> yeah. Also, better than this. <laughs> Thousand percent better than this. You got Wendy Jo Sperber, God bless, just running out in the audience, and the guy's like feeling her up. She's like, ah, the little like shimmy thing. This movie needs a Wendy Jo Sperber. It does. It does. If she had played the sister, it would have made this movie so much better. Oh my God, it would have been made so much better. A thousand percent better. (laughs) Like, she's a genuine comedian, right? She is committed. She makes every scene sing. Even the woman who's the mother-in-law who ends up getting a dick inside of a hot dog bun. She's making that work. (laughs) This is just nothing. It's 80 minutes worth of stuff happening on screen. Well, I, I just I just wish that the you know the people in the audience had been you know more realistic and been kind of more embarrassed than like wow I am really turned on by this because right. it's not sexy it really isn't it there's, truly isn't there's like there's not much you can you can make sexy about a guy in very very tiny underwear. Also, none of the underwear seems to fit anybody. When Rick Rocket is so many bared ass cheeks, and it's just like I don't want to see that. But skinny, tiny, flat asses. I just—it's one of those things where I could I could watch those Magic Mike movies all the time because they're just fucking entertaining. It doesn't matter whether or not I'm just looking at male flesh constantly with the flesh that it's attached to. Are actors who are giving interesting performances, are being asked to do interesting things, even the plotless sequel, at least is entertaining as fuck. And you get to see dancing and it's fun and I enjoy it. Like there's a point to it. There are characters. Here, the most interesting this movie ever gets is at the very end, the husband basically kidnaps Atkins and takes him out on like, did he, does he own that boat? Did he drive from Cape Canaveral to Orlando in that boat with a skiff attached to it? And they're like, get naked on that skiff and look, <laughs> looks like he's about to shoot him and then shoots a bunch of holes. In he the basically skiff. he literally left him to die. Yes, because you know what that water is full of? Gators. <laughs> Gators. Everything in Florida is trying to kill you because man was not meant to live there. And we forced I, ourselves on the I ecosystem. do appreciate that Chris Rackens finally starts acting in that scene and he's right. mostly just sobbing. That's he he did a weekend at the actors workshop for for that particular scene. Like, I gotta be able to cry, baby. This is like one of those things where one of those movies where I, I wanna know like 
what happens after this. Like, let's assume that Rick does manage to make it back to shore. Sure. He would absolutely be in his right to call the cops on the sky. Absolutely. And they would find that skiff full of fucking bullet holes and they would go, do you own a gun? Did you fire it recently? Like, he's going to go, well, I think he may have slept with my wife. Oh, oh, by all means, sir, please continue on with our business. We're, we'll go beat up that twerp now. Like, what the fuck is supposed to be happening here? And, and, that's what the, and that's what the baffling thing is, is like when they look like they're going to start working things out at the end, I am I supposed to be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, it's I the, don't want to see those two people together. They like, don't. Faye, you a danger girl. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And he's also slept with somebody else. It's not like, I guess, because they're even. Is that what the, what I'm supposed to come away with? Like, well, they, they wouldn't each... be even until she held the woman he slept with at gunpoint. <laughs> well, give it time. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm sorry, Patrick. Um, Please forgive me. If people want to watch any should, part of this we should, movie, we should have watched Traces of Red. We should have watched the James Belushi erotic thriller probably would have been more entertaining than this. Because everyone has wanted to see James Belushi and Lorraine Bracco just go at it. Just go to town. Um, But we didn't. So we're not going to. Uh, Maybe in the distant future. That being said, if you want to watch any element of this movie, I think the clip of the stripping scene exists on YouTube. I mean, the whole movie is on YouTube. That's how we watched it. But if you just want to watch the script stripping scene, that's the most entertaining part about it. And then you never have to think about this again. And even it's that's just, not very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it would just give you context for how fucking weird it is. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I do not recommend there. Are, if you have 80 minutes, you can find better use. Yeah. It. It's not even good for camp value because it is in between a, you know, an insider's look at, at male strip clubs. Yeah. It's also trying to be this like domestic drama and, and it, it just, it, it really doesn't work on any level. Mm-mm. No, no. Uh, if you, if you, if your sexual fetish is Carrie Snodgrass and a waitress's uniform, this has you covered, but that is, seems like a very thin slice of any audience. Nevertheless, ours that just about does it. Uh, Gina, what is the Patreon situation? Because we seem to be in the middle of a explosion. The Patreon situation is fucking great. <laughs> uh, since we last recorded, we've gotten four new patrons. Wow. Uh, That's great. I would like to thank Jacob, mm-hmm. Cameron, uh, Thomas, and uh, our our gold level patron who who decided we needed twenty five whole macaroonies per month, which oh, we don't even have a twenty five dollar level. We're gonna have to make one just for her. Is Nikki? Yeah. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. That is insane. Uh, but we thank you from the bottom of our hearts to help us keep the lights on around these parts. And I wanted to, um, and I also wanted to say something real quick. Sure, of course. Um, I was having a very, very, very terrible day yesterday. I, I will not go into details uh, other than to say it was a bad brain day for Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of my workday, uh, I opened up my email and I found an email with the subject kill by kill. Uh, And I'm going to read you this email because it made me cry. Please. It says, hey, Gina, this is Randy. Recently stumbled across the Kill by Kill podcast and haven't been able to stop listening. The Friday Five episodes had me crying. Literally. Just want to drop you a line and say, love what y'all are doing and please keep doing it. Looking forward to reading your writing as well. You both make my drive time and laundry folding so incredibly tolerable. Thanks again for the laughs. Cheers, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Oh, I really, you. really needed that yesterday. Oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> it's really, truly the best. Um, it just, uh, it makes my heart sing. Uh, we we did get one recent uh, uh, review. It, they don't have a favorite kill, but it's from Gail. And she says, Patrick and Gina have great chemistry and they're hilarious. I adore this podcast. That is fantastic to hear. Uh, of course, you can rate it and review us on uh Apple Podcasts, and now you can uh, five-star us on Spotify if you listen there. Uh, And on Amazon and on Google Podcasts, all of these places, 
uh, you can rate and review us, which helps us be seen and heard by more people. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about movies and television at the spool.net. Uh, I recently have been covering the uh, Sundance Film Festival. Uh, and I am on Twitter and Instagram at Gina Does Things. G-E-N-A Does Things. Do it today, people. Check it out. And of course, uh, it, we're on all the socials. Um, we have uh, our uh, Patreon, Patreon uh, where last month we ended with Halloween 4. And uh, this month we will uh, be doing a special episode in the middle uh, on the in the middle of the month and Halloween 5 at the end. And yeah, that just about does it. Join us next week as we talk about Final Destination. Um, we're going to be breaking up Final Destination into two parts uh, because um, this is more of a slasher style uh, movie and we want to dig into those bedrooms, baby. You can't believe the amount of uh, posters that you're going to see in this here motion picture. We're going to dig into all of it. We got ourselves a nice guest. Uh, that just about does it. Uh, don't worry. The body count will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.